Good to have you at Slate Church Online. Uh, my name is Pastor Brandon. This is Pastor Victoria, my wife, Emma, and Victoria's husband, Luke. We're the four lead pastors of Slate Church, and we're so glad to have you joining us today. Uh, we are a church that's only three years old, and today is actually a really, really special Sunday for us in that we are reflecting on Heart for the House Sunday. And there's a little bit of an announcement coming at the end of, uh, of, of this time together. And so stay tuned for that. Um, Heart for the House is our one time a year that we gather together to give above and beyond 
our regular giving. And so uh, we're really excited to give you an update on what that is. That's right. And hey, if you're joining us for one of our online service times right, right now, uh, right now in the chat, you have an invite button coming up. And this is for you to be able to invite your friends and family to join us for church. It's not too late. So why don't you click that button and send an invite to coworkers, family members, friends, and everyone's invited. But hey, let's make sure that we are actually extending that invite as well. We also have something coming up right now in the chat, which is our Connect card. If this is your first time tuning in, or maybe you've been tuning in for a while, but you haven't actually connected with us as a church yet, we would love to get to know you. So we would love for you to fill out that Connect card so we can just get in touch with you, answer any questions you might have, and, and just get to know you. We want to start off with the time of worship. And so wherever you find yourself, um, don't get comfortable. Like, let's stand up. Let's lean in to what God's doing. If you're driving your car, you can keep driving your car, but let's lean into what God has for us right now as we begin to worship God for who he is. Let's worship together, church. Let's sing. I give you glory for all you've brought me through. And now I'm ready for whatever you want to do. I'm moving forward to follow after you. And now I'm ready for whatever you Your presence is an open door. We want you, Lord, like never before. Your presence, your presence is an open door. So come now, Lord, like Cross before me, my hope on things above. And in you, Jesus, the best is yet to come. Oh, your presence is an open door. We want you, Lord. Open door, so come now, Lord. 
church we love to celebrate alongside people and celebrate everything that God is doing in their lives and God is doing so much in the lives of these pe people here at Slate Church um, and we're so grateful so let's celebrate together um, this week somebody is thankful for continue he continual healing how amazing is that and somebody else is thankful for the provision of a new job I think we were praying for people looking for jobs last week so that's amazing come on let's celebrate that together And we also believe in the power of prayer. Um, so today we're praying for someone's uncle who has just been diagnosed with cancer. And we're also praying for someone's husband who is very unwell and in the hospital. Um, and there are so many other needs uh, that we didn't even have a chance to read off today. But if you have a need and you have faith, um, why don't you stretch a hand towards the screen? Um, and just in faith to signify that we're standing together, let's st stretch the other hand as well. God, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for everything that you've done for us. And God, today we lift up all of these needs, the ones that we've said, and God, the ones that you know that are in people's lives represented here. And God, we thank you that you're a healer. We thank you that you're, you're the provider. God, we thank you that you love us, that you've shown us grace. And God, we believe that you will move in every single situation. And God, we thank you for that. We thank you for who you are. We thank you that we can trust in you, that you're good and you're faithful. And God, that you never change. And so today we give this to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, I don't know what the season is looking like for anybody right now, but I do know that we serve a God who is so faithful. So let's just begin to stir up our faith and our spirit right now and just sing the song together. God of Abraham, you're the God of covenant and faithful promises. Time and time again, you have proven You'll do just what you said Though the storms may come and the winds may blow I'll remain steadfast And let my heart learn when you speak a word It will come to pass Great is your faithfulness to me To the setting, same I will praise your name. Great is your faithfulness to me. Oh, oh, Though the earth may pass away, your word remains the same. 
Church, why don't we continue in our worship right now by, um, uh, by, by giving back to God out of what he's given us. You know, we've, 
experienced an incredible weekend last weekend where we had our heart for the house, but who knows that that's just above and beyond what we regularly give. What we regularly give is just as important. You know, I'm not sure if I actually read it in my message that I spoke last week or not, but I had this queued up and it was at a second Corinthians nine verse seven. And in that it's, uh, Paul is writing and he says, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. I think one of the most important things when it comes to giving is that we're actually giving it not reluctantly, but actually cheerfully. And cheerfully is not a state of our face all the time, but it's actually a posture of our hearts. When we can come to God even after heart for the house and go, you know what, God, I'm showing back up next week, even after I gave sacrificially the week before, and I'm continue to, continuing to be faithful in my giving back to you. Em and I have this, saving, uh, this saying that we can't afford not to give to God at this point in our lives. After recognizing all the things he's done for us and his faithfulness in our lives, my only proper response is to actually give, to give back to him at, uh, faithfully out of what he's given me. And so uh, why don't we just take that, what, what, we've, um, what we've decided to give today, whether it be an actual physical check that we have or something like that, but most of us are giving digitally right now and that number. And why don't we just begin to begin to pray over that and begin to thank God that we have something to give today. You'll see that there's a bunch of different ways that have come up on the screen that you can give. And I encourage you to choose the one that fits you best. And, uh, and, and again, hold that in your mind as we begin to pray. Jesus, we thank you so much for who you are and what you're doing in our church. Jesus, I'm thankful that you have given us to give anything at all. God, I, I thank you that we, ha we can show up after heart for the house and be able to return back to you what is yours. God, today I give with a cheerful heart because God, I'm so thankful for what you've done in my life. I'm so thankful that I'm a son of the most high king. God, I'm so thankful that I really do have something to give back to you. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, church, like we said, stay tuned. We've got a great announcement coming up at the end of our service. And uh, otherwise, we want to encourage you to make sure that you're um, following, uh, following us on social media, whether that's at Slate Church or at Slate Church Online. And those are two really good handles to follow on social media, whether that be Instagram, Facebook. I'm sure we have some TikTok that we're not posting on right now. Wherever you want to follow us, it's either Slate Church or Slate Church Online. If you have kids, why don't you follow our Slate, follow our Slate Church Kids online account or just Slate Church Kids. And uh, that's where you're going to get a lot of the announcements about things that are happening through Slate Church. Things like City Impact, which we would love for you to get involved. City Impact is our initiative uh, on the ground here where we're filming in Waterloo, where we go out and we serve the, the community that we live in. And uh, we would encourage you, if that's something that you are interested in, to make sure that you go to our website, fill out our online connect card that Victoria talked about earlier, um, because there's a lot of great stuff happening. So again, follow us on social media. We would love to have you there. Also, uh, if you uh, attended or, or, or watched our, uh, our L night uh, a couple of weeks ago, we want to remind you that that's up there for your viewing. I know that it sp spoke to a lot of women that were tuning in live. And if you weren't able to tune in live, we just wanted to make sure that you know that that's now available on demand on our YouTube channel. It's really easy to find. Just search us at, uh, at, at uh, YouTube at Slate Church, okay? And you'll be able to find all of our videos, be able to share them with whoever you want. Make sure you subscribe there, okay? Well, I'm really excited for today's interview. We're going to a segment called The Interview. 
It is one of the most favorite uh, segments here at Slate Church Online, and it's because we get to see, uh, we get to hear so many incredible stories about what God's doing through our church. And so I'm going to pass it over to. This is the first time I've actually been able to pass it over to you. This is weird. Hey. This is a really big day, and I'm really excited for who you're sitting down with. So, Pastor Jared, over to you guys. Thanks, Pastor Brandon. Hey, church, again, every time, how great is it that we actually have an opportunity to sit with somebody in our church and hear a story about what God has done in their life? And the interview is just for that, to hear a little bit about the testimony from people of what God has done in their life. And so today, we have Jackie Nikesh with us. Come on, can we give it up for Jackie in the studio? Jackie, thanks for being here with us today. I'm not going to take up too much time with this introduction because you've got a pretty phenomenal story of what God has done in your life. And so I'm going to pass the floor over to you. Actually, before I should probably say you serve in a bunch of different ways in our church. You've been coming for like quite a long time. You uh, are doing stuff with social media. A lot of the stuff we see on Instagram actually is done by your hand and your creativity. So we just want to say thank you for that. But also really want to hear about what God has done in your life. Yeah, for sure. So as I was growing up, I would say church was very much just an Easter and Christmas kind of thing with my family. I, I always believed in God, but never really thought it was important to me. And I never really thought it like impacted my life in any way. Um, so I kind of just went through the motions and I got to high school and unfortunately started uh, struggling with some mental health problems. And shortly... Right. Um, at the end of high school, I was diagnosed with an eating disorder, wow. um, which also resulted in an anxiety disorder. And I struggled a lot with self-harm yep. and um, actually survived a few attempts at suicide. And wow. so I was in and out of the hospital shortly after high school. Mm -hmm. And um, I tried to find God. I tried to go to church. Um, unfortunately, the church that I was going to, I felt very judged. Um, and I felt like I didn't belong. Mm. I felt like if there was a God, he probably doesn't really want anything to do with me. Wow. So I kind of just... I kind of just went on my way. And when I went to university, I mean, I got into kind of the partying scene and everything that goes along with that. And um, yeah, again, just kind of went along. And um, I was going to therapy and, um, and I do think that's very important. And I, d I made quite a few strides in my recovery, but I didn't, um, I was doing it all in my own strength. Right. So, um, um, I met my now fiance, Colin. That's Shout out to amazing. Colin. Colin. Um, he's awesome. And um, actually, when we met, um, he had told me that his younger brother had been diagnosed with a very aggressive form of cancer. Wow. Um, and unfortunately, six months later, he passed away. Wow. Um, I was uh, taken aback by Darren's story because um, his parents said that he was always a very anxious kid, a very worried kid. But as soon as he got that cancer diagnosis, he was so calm wow. and he was so at peace. And I, I didn't understand that. He knew where he was going. He knew uh, God had a plan, yeah. put his trust in him. I didn't understand how a 21-year-old could have that much faith, right. but he did. And he was at peace right up until the end. And when I was at his funeral, people were talking about hope yeah. and um like life after death and I was right. so confused why people felt hopeful um, and I needed to figure it out so I reached out to a friend um, and picked her brain yeah. and uh, she said um, something that was so revolutionary to me she said that the Bible is first and foremost a love story before mm. it is a rule book right. um, and that blew my mind so uh, she invited me to a church that Pastor Brandon and Emma were um, pastoring at called the Embassy that is now uh, was launched into Slate Church. Right. And um, when I walked into there, I was I was a little confused and taken right. aback. <laughs> there are people who were dressed just like me and who were jumping and dancing. Um, and Pastor Brandon actually spoke a message about how 
Jesus is with you and he, mm-hmm. he hasn't given up on you. Um, and you just have to answer that, that call. Yeah. So of course I, I accepted Jesus then. And I honestly didn't know what I was doing. I just right. felt like I needed to raise my hand. And so I accepted Jesus then. And then, um, two months later, I felt like I needed to get baptized and I got baptized again. I had no idea what I was doing, no right. idea what I was getting into, but the blessing that came after that was just like insurmountable. Wow. The way God has, I like to describe it like somebody who's seeing color for the first time. Wow. I feel like I, it's like, how could I have not been seeing this this whole time? It yeah. was amazing. And I love people on a deeper level. I'm more patient and joyful. And wow. like, of course I still struggle with some mental health problems, but I know that I can get through it because Jesus is on my side. Wow. So it's incredible. Yeah. What yeah. an incredible testimony <laughs> of what God has done. Um, what would you say to somebody that maybe is struggling through that feeling of, I feel like I'm so far from God, or I feel like God doesn't see me where I'm at or doesn't care about me. What would be your encouragement, even just from what you felt and what you've experienced in your life? Yeah, there's no one too far from God. Um, It's like, he is there. He's at the door knocking actually, and he's just waiting for you to open it. Um, That's why I have such a heart for Slate because it's where we exist to see people far from God come into relationship with him. And that's actually Christ's heart is leaving the 99 for the one, for the people who are far from God. So yeah, like you're not like just answer. You might not know what you're doing when you open the door to him, but there's so much blessing on the other side of that. So that's great, Jackie. Thank you so much for opening up your heart of what God has done in your life. We thank you so much. And honestly, thank you for the way that you serve in our church as well. You are a joy. Uh, People are really encouraged anytime that they talk to you. I know that every time that I see you, my uh, face lights up because you just have a joy that you bring with you into different places. And so thanks for that. And thanks for sitting down today and sharing a bit of what God has done in your life. I'm going to uh, pass it over now to Pastor Brandon to carry us through the rest of our service here this morning. Yeah, thanks, Pastor Jared. And again, thank you, Jackie, for just an incredible, incredible testimony. You know, sometimes you live a a testimony like that for so long and wonder why you're going through as much as you're going through. And I really believe for you, Jackie, today that maybe that was all just for somebody watching across the screen right now. And you've heard Jackie's story and you're going, hey, if God could do that for Jackie, maybe he could do that for me. You know, there's so much in Jackie. I, I mean, there's very few times that I can talk about Jackie and Colin and not cry. And so I'm going to try to hold it together as we get ready for Pastor Luke. But I just want to encourage you, if that's you watching today, or you know somebody watching that that's not watching today, and they need to hear Jackie's story, these messages go up online on our YouTube channel immediately following at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, okay? And what you can do actually is you can even just scrub to that moment of Jackie's uh, testimony if you'd like and just say, hey, I'd like you to take a listen to this because on the other side of the hope that you're experiencing is somebody else that needs to experience that hope as well. And if you just think of Jackie at the, um, at the funeral, being able to hear other people's stories, that transformed her life. So why don't you share this story with somebody this week as uh, Jackie's story continues to impact so many people. Well, right now we have an incredible opportunity to launch into a new series actually. And it's well-timed, I think, okay? And it's because we're all done with COVID and all the rest of the stuff. And we're not gonna speak too much to it, but we're kicking off a new series today called Help, I'm Tired. And to kick it off, I'm really excited. I am really excited for him to open up God's word and show us what uh, God wants to speak to us today as it comes to that. I'm going to pass it over to Pastor Luke as he leads us uh, in God's word. Well, hey, church, I'm so excited to be able to speak to you today. Excited to be able to turn into God's word and see what he has for us. After all, 
it's God's word that is going to change lives, not just my words. And so I want to do the best that I can to actually just present God's word to you today. And I'm really believing that it's going to make an impact in your life. Whoever you are, whatever your background might look like, uh, however you find yourself at church with us today, whatever it might look like, I believe that God's got a plan. He's got a purpose for your life. And I believe he wants to reveal what that is to you today. And so why don't you turn with me in your Bible? We're going to uh, be reading from Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah? 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 In, in Canada, we say Isaiah, I think. When I lived in Australia, we said Isaiah. Uh, when I lived in Sweden, we said Ikea. And so, uh, hey, why don't you turn to Isaiah chapter 40. We're going to be reading verse 28 to 31. Here we go. This is what it says. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Hey, why don't we pray and we'll get into this today. Lord, we thank you so much for the opportunity to gather around your word today. We just pray that you would speak. Lord, we love you. And Jesus, we just pray that, that as, as your word is spoken, Lord, that it would just touch our lives and that it would actually transform our hearts today. In your mighty name we pray, and everybody said, amen. 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 Well, as Pastor Brandon was just saying, uh, this is the start of a new series, a three-week series called Help, I'm Tired. And I don't know about you, but that's something that I think just immediately resonates with many, many people. And, I, and listen, I really believe that this series is going to make a big difference in your life. Because how many people tuning in right now if you were being honest, you would say, I'm tired. <laughs> How many, put it in the chat if that's you. I'm tired. Put a hand up, put a thumbs up, put a whatever at our watch party. Both, yeah, come on, cheer, wave around, I'm tired. I think so many of us are, are so tired. And if you're tired, you're not alone. In fact, based on just anecdotal evidence in my life, it's like every single person I meet is tired. It's like, hey, how's it going? I'm tired. I'm tired too. <laughs> Everybody's tired all the time. We're all tired all the time. The first thing that many of us say when we get up in the morning after a long night's sleep was the first thing we say, I'm tired. Later in the day, I'm tired. By the time we're going to bed at night, we're so exhausted, we're so tired, we lie down to go to bed at night, and what happens? We can't fall asleep. And it's like, what's going on here? I'm tired of not being able to fall asleep. We're, parents are tired, you know. Uh, young people, you're tired. Students are tired. Old people are tired. Every, every single person is tired. We're so tired of being tired. In fact, I want to share some stats with you that I came across this week. A recent study shows that since the beginning of COVID-19, 70% of people say that their sleeping habits have become less consistent due to quarantine. And 63% of people uh, believe that their sleeping patterns are permanently ruined due to the pandemic. I mean, this is pretty dramatic language, I would say. The study also showed that for those working from home, nearly half admitted to not getting out of bed until 10 minutes before their workday starts. And 67% of people are staying up until the wee hours of the morning binge watching Netflix. And many people say that they take at least two naps a week while at work. 
We're tired. People are tired. Our, the society is tired. But I don't believe that we are called and equipped by God to be tired, fatigued, lethargic group of Christians, too exhausted to be much influence or impact on the world around us. You know, I believe that God wants to give us vitality and a renewed sense of energy and a life marked not by tiredness, but by impact and by becoming more like Jesus day after day after day. And so over the next three weeks, we're going to be diving in and exploring how we can move from being depleted to being in, reinvigorated by the power and the presence of God. And for today, to kick this series off and really just lay some groundwork, some foundation for what we're going to build on in the coming weeks, I want to talk to us about bringing order to our inner selves. You know, we've got to enter the center of ourselves and see what's going on there. And so if you want a title for this message, kind of a subtitle to help, I'm tired, you can write down, enter the center. And we're going to see what this means for us today. Because truthfully, there's many different kinds of tired, aren't there? There is physically tired. And I think we all know what this is. I mean, we stay up way too late. We're watching Netflix. We got to get up for an early meeting. We're physically tired. We're drinking coffee to keep us going. We're drinking Red Bulls or whatever else. We're bouncing around from thing to thing. And we're just going, going, going all the time, and we find ourselves just so physically tired. It's like we can't just stop and catch our breath for a moment. And then there's being mentally tired. We're surrounded all day long by information. There's multiple screens that are just constantly begging for our attention. And we just grow so mentally tired by all of these things. In fact, you know, 50 years ago, the, our, our access to information that we have, I mean, it would have been considered a superpower. But I think for many of us now, we're wondering if it's actually contributing to our flourishing in life or not. And there's all kinds of things that we hold in our head, uh, to-do lists, all the bills that need to get paid, all the things that, you know, we feel that we're behind on. In fact, a lot of the times it can even feel like we are just trying to hold like uh, beach balls underwater in a pool and we're becoming just so exhausted mentally by it. And then, of course, there's also emotional tiredness that hits us. And very often, this is a tiredness that attacks our will. And it's not that, it's, a, it's that kind of feeling where it's like, I, do, I, can't, I don't feel like it. I just can't do it. I just, I'm too tired. I don't, I'm, I don't feel like it. We get decision fatigue. There are so many decisions that we need to make day after day after day, so many different things, uh, whether they're big things, whether they're little things, whatever it might be, whether it's just choosing what clothes we're going to wear for the day or whether it's you know, choosing what to order off a menu. This is why I don't go to restaurants like the Cheesecake Factory. Have you ever been to Cheesecake Factory? Listen, you sit down at Cheesecake Factory and they put in front of you the equivalent of a textbook, okay? There are so many choices for food. In fact, I looked it up. Their menu is about 6,000 words long and I don't trust a restaurant where there are more than 85 chicken dishes, okay? That's a real number. I looked it up. Okay, 85 chicken dishes. You know, in and of themselves, these categories are enough to make us say, yeah, it, it makes sense that I'm tired. There's a lot going on. I, I get that. I, I understand that I can be physically, mentally, and emotionally tired. But the bigger problem is that these categories also make us feel separated from God. And as they separate us from God, we become exhausted not only physically and mentally and emotionally, but we become exhausted spiritually. We develop a spirit fatigue within us. 
And I really believe that today and through this series, it's time to take back our souls in the name of Jesus. Because we are not meant to be fountains run dry. We are meant to actually be overflowing. Uh, We are meant to be springs of living water. We are not meant to be couch potato Christians. We are meant to shine the light of Jesus to the world around us. That's what we are called to do as Christians. And I believe that that kind of life is available to you today. The kind of life that's not marked by tiredness, but it's actually marked by the renewing presence of God at work within you. And that's where we need to start, within us. We need to take a look at what's going on in our inner world. We need to just imagine what what our inner lives look like. Imagine for a moment a circle. And then within that circle is another circle. That inner circle, that represents our soul. And the outer circle represents everything else that might be going on in our world. Uh, I think for a lot of us, we feel that the solution to the tiredness that we face is to try and bring order to our outer world first. We think that if we can just put pause on the pace of life, that might fix all of our problems. And so we plan out moments of leisure and moments of uh, things that amuse us and things that are fun for us. And that's wonderful and that's great, but how many people know that even those things can make us tired when we fill up our calendar? Like we're trying to get less tired and everything and we just make our calendar so full of everything that we're trying to make ourselves less tired with. Because the truth is that until our center is in order and at rest, our outer world never will be. We need to start from the center and work our way out. Otherwise, if we continue to allow our souls to be exhausted, we won't experience a real break from tiredness. See, leisure, amusement, fun, all of these things, they are great. But they are what cotton candy is to the digestive system, right? I mean, it provides a momentary lift, but it's not going to be enough to sustain us over the long run. In the words of the pastor and author John Ortberg, he says, if we aim at having easy circumstances, life will always be hard and we will always be tired. But if we aim at having an easy soul, then your capacity for tackling problems will actually grow. Just to fix the outside pace of life. I mean, is that even is that like the biblical thing that we should pursue? I don't think that it is. Because, in fact, as we look through Scripture, God rarely gives anyone an easy job. God didn't come to Moses and say, hey, I got an assignment for you, but, you know, don't worry, it's not going to take too long. Uh, it's actually pretty easy. should be no, no worries. No, I mean, the circumstances were not easy for Moses, but that doesn't mean that the soul can't be at ease. When the soul is at ease, our ability to navigate the difficult and the otherwise tiring aspects of life actually becomes so much greater. And I really believe that like Moses, we can make a difference in this world that is lasting. But how do we put our soul at ease? At the beginning of this message, we read from the book of Isaiah and this passage of scripture was actually written for the Israelites who were living in exile in Babylon. And Babylon, the Babylonians had captured the Israelites and they had taken them from their home. And, you know, I'd be pretty tired at that point. I'd be pretty tired of it as to what's going on in life. But Isaiah is speaking the, God's word to the people, reminding them, hey, I know you're probably tired, but guess who's not tired? God. Guess who's not going to grow weary, no matter what the circumstance? God. Put your faith in him because he gives strength to the weary. In fact, in Isaiah 40, verse 31, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. 
I love that reminder. And I really believe that that's an encouragement for us today as well. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Listen, if you're tired today and you want to experience renewal in your life, I think the number one way that you can find renewal and just reinvigoration is to put your hope in the Lord and then your strength will be renewed and you will soar on wings like eagles. You will run and not grow weary, walk and not be faint. See, placing our hope in God is actually something that happens at the center of our lives. When we place our hope in God, no matter what else is going on, we, we see Jesus as the center of our lives. And it is at this divine center that we experience his majesty. And it's at this center that we are filled with the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit. And there is a resurgence of confidence and expectancy. And we receive insight and wisdom. And the kind of faith that moves mountains is generated within us. And a love for others, even those people that we might think are unlovable, begins to grow within us. And a spirit that has otherwise been marked by exhaustion is renewed as we place Christ at the center of our lives. We see David place his hope in the Lord when he is faced with conspirators who are trying to uh, overthrow him and they're chasing him down. But David writes in Psalm 62, verse one to two, truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. David's circumstance wasn't easy, but his soul was at rest in God. You know, when our private world is brought into order under the hope that we have in Christ, then we can actually make a difference and an impact in the public world in which we live. And I really think we see this displayed so well in the life of Jesus. You know, there was a Christian psychiatrist named Frank Lake who worked with many Christians and these Christians, they wanted to be used by God in ministry and they entered into ministry and they went into uh, missions work and they traveled all over the world taking the gospel message with them. But eventually ministry, uh, it, it seemed to get the best of them and they became bitter and they became drained and they became cynical and they became discouraged. And this psychiatrist, Frank Lake, he got together with a Swiss, Swiss theologian named Emil Brunner and they did this study and they, they, they looked at Jesus and reflected on his life in the Gospels. And they noticed that even though Jesus faced enormous stress and huge difficulties, he never became sarcastic. He never became cynical. He never became unloving. Nothing took away his joy. And although at times he grew physically tired, he didn't grow spiritually tired. When they looked at Jesus' life, they saw a different pattern to it. See, Jesus lived in this divine rhythm where grace was constantly flowing into him and then it was flowing out of him. But what did this practically look like for Jesus? How was his spirit being renewed day after day after day? Practical things. He prayed. He had a circle of close friends. Sounds a bit like a connect group. He engaged in regular corporate worship, i.e. he went to church. I just want to encourage you in this that if you're feeling tired, the answer to your tiredness is not to skip church. Uh, he fed his mind with scripture. He enjoyed creation. We often read about Jesus in uh, mountains and gardens and lakes. He took long walks. You know, if we don't put things into the, their proper place on the inside, then we invite something called the sinkhole syndrome 
to move in and become a part of our lives. I'm sure many of you know what a sinkhole is. You've probably seen it. Uh, seen it in the news, seen it in pictures where an otherwise you know, normal road or normal neighborhood or whatever, all of a sudden a sinkhole opens up and swallows a house or a car or something crazy like that. In fact, as I was, as I was researching sinkholes just earlier today, uh, I saw nine hours ago uh, in California, a sinkhole opened up, swallowed a whole van in the middle of the road. And sinkholes are a real thing in our world, but sinkhole syndrome, if we're not careful, can actually happen in our lives as well. When everything looks fine on the outside, but all of a sudden one day ground opens up and everything just caves in, it implodes. And that's because there's been this slow erosion under the surface for so long. And sinkhole syndrome, honestly, is something that has taken out way too many Christians over the years. And we often say nobody saw it coming. And that's the difficult part of soul fatigue, isn't it? It's hard to actually see it coming. See, physical exhaustion, you can tell. If you run a marathon, your body is going to force you to stop, slow down, and, and rest up. But when it comes to soul fatigue, it can actually last under the surface for years. It's some signs of soul fatigue. See if you, know, you can relate to any of these things. Things bother you more than they should. It's hard to make up your mind. Uh, you're duplicitous. You, 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 know, you say one thing, you do another thing. You favor short-term gains over long-term gains. Your judgment suffers. Your relationships suffer. You're less courageous. There's a quote that says, fatigue makes cowards of us all. And this is a quote that's been attributed to Shakespeare, General Patton, and Vince Lombardi. It's a quote that has endured over time because there's a lot of truth to it. In fact, we see the same disciples who ran away when Jesus was crucified eventually sacrificed their lives for him. What changed was not their bodies, it was their souls. Over the next couple of weeks, again, we're going to continue to, to look and explore and unpack some really practical ways that we can actually implement things in our lives to ensure that we don't grow spiritually tired, to fight against sinkhole syndrome in our lives. But if we don't start at the center, the rest doesn't matter. And this message today is to set that up. Uh, if you leave with anything today, I want you to know, and I want to encourage you, that we got to start from our soul, from the center. Otherwise, we're going to try and arrange all of these other things in our life and wonder, why am I still tired? I cleared my whole schedule. I canceled everything. I'm not on my computer all day long. Why am I still tired? It's probably because your soul needs attention. We need to invite Jesus into that place. We need to allow him to come and fill us with his spirit. If we don't do that, we're going to be in some trouble. We got to take care of our souls. And I just want to close this message out today by really telling you that I am preaching to myself today, first and foremost. And I really know that God needed me to preach to me today in one way or another. I have told my wife uh, many times today, I'm so tired. The truth is I am tired. I'm tired right now. I've been tired all day. In fact, something that some of you will know, I've talked about it before, but many may not, is that I suffer from a chronic disease called ulcerative colitis. And it's something that, you know, normally it's been at bay, but over the last little while, it's really become quite debilitating for me. And it's been causing a, a, a lot of difficulty for me, especially over the last couple of weeks, and especially over the last couple of days to the point that this morning 
I, I spent four hours just curled up in the fetal position. My stomach was hurting so much, I couldn't move. And I'm just so tired and so exhausted by it and just feel so broken by it. I just feel like I can't go on. And God, how can I, how can I preach tonight? I was thinking, how can, how, can I, how can I continue to do what you're calling me to do? And it's not only physically exhausting, but it's just so mentally exhausting as I go down so many avenues of fear and worry about it and struggle with it, wondering, God, why am I having to deal with this again? What is going on? I thought I had this under control. What's happening to me? And I can be good at hiding it at times, but those close to me know the struggle that, that happens. And I'm tired, I'm tired today. I'm tired right now as I'm speaking a message about being tired. But I've had to remind myself today and I'm reminding myself now through this message that even in the middle of an exhausting outer circumstance, I know that the overwhelming peace of Jesus can fill my soul. And I know that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And I know that Psalm 73, 26 says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And I believe that in the midst of my tiredness, I can be more alive than ever in my spirit. I know that the center of my life will hold because I am held in the hands of Jesus Christ. And I'm not saying this to you today because I want you to extend sympathy towards me or because I want you to cheer me on or anything like this, but I want to say this to you today to encourage anybody who might be tuning in right now, who's dealing with fatigue, anybody tuning in who's dealing with chronic sickness, anybody tuning in right now who feels tired of life, who feels tired of their calling, who feels exhausted by their circumstance, whether you're a parent with young children, whether you're an old person who's disenfranchised with their job, whether you're a, a middle-aged person and your family life is, is just so exhausting for you right now, whether you're young and school is just piling up, whatever it might be, however tired you might feel, I want to encourage you today, keep going because God's not finished with you yet. He's still got purpose and he's still got plans for you. If you feel like giving up because you are so tired, don't. God has more in store. God has a glorious future in store. Maybe you can't see it. Maybe all you can see is a global pandemic. Maybe all you can see is uh, what the news shows. I don't know, but I want to encourage you today. God's got more for your life. And however tired you feel, I just want to, I just want to really put this out there, place your hope in Jesus. And I really believe that he will renew your strength even in this week to come. Put Christ at the center of your life. I believe your life is going to begin to shine. And although you might still have uh, tiredness in the outer circle, I believe you can be at peace in that inner circle. And you can feel what it means to be renewed and rejuvenated by the presence of God. To close, I just want to pray for two groups of people. And so if I could just have every head bowed and every eye closed, wherever you might find yourself right now. The first group of people that I want to pray for is anybody who hasn't made a decision to follow Jesus before. Maybe you've never made that decision to actually make Jesus the center of your life. Maybe you've never made that decision to just surrender to him. Today is your day. 
Regardless of what your past looks like, whether or not you think you're good enough, Jesus has made a way forward for you. You can step into that glorious future here and now today, a future that is full of purpose, a future that is full of peace, a future that he has for you. And I believe that he has great things in store. And if that's you and you're saying, I know that I need to make that decision to accept this free gift of salvation that Jesus has for me, this is your moment. I'm gonna to count to three, and when I get to three, if that's you, if you're watching live with the chat right now, there's a button coming up, you can click that button that says, I raise my hand. It's anonymous, no one's gonna see it. If you're at a watch party, you can raise your hand, no one's looking around. This is a private moment between you and God, but this act of raising your hand is really a faith declaration to say, my life is gonna look different from here on out, and today I choose life and life abundantly that is mine in Jesus Christ. When I get to three, if you wanna make this decision, Raise your hand. One, Jesus loves you. Two, he's got purpose for your life. Three, that's you. Why don't you raise your hand? Why don't you click that button right now? Amen. Well, hey, I'm gonna say a prayer. And if you made that decision today, whenever you're watching this, I just want you to repeat this prayer after me. As we take this moment, we thank God for what he's doing in this moment. But why don't you go ahead and if you raise your hand, why don't you pray this after me? Jesus, I invite you into my life. I accept your free gift of salvation. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for what you've done for me. In your name I pray, amen, amen. Well, come on, wherever you are, why don't you put your hands together? Let's thank God for that decision being made. That's the best decision you could ever make. It really is. In just a minute, there's gonna be some more information brought forward for you of how you can continue this journey of faith. But just before that, I wanna pray for one more group of people. So again, every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're tuning in right now and you would say, I'm tired, <laughs> that's me. I just want you to raise your hand right now. If you say, I'm tired tired of what's going on in my life. I'm tired spiritually. I'm tired mentally, emotionally, physically. I'm tired in my life. I believe God wants to renew your spirit right now and fill you with his presence. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to worship God together. And let's just believe that God is going to move right now. Father, you see every single hand that's raised. You see what people are dealing with the difficulties that people have got going on in their li lives. Father, I just pray right now that wherever exhaustion and tiredness might exist, would you just fill them with your spirit? Father, I just pray that where it exists, uh, where panic might exist for people, would you fill them with your peace? I just pray, Lord, that right now in this moment, they would be so filled with strength. Lord, that they would be renewed in your name, ready to go out into the public world of that outer circle and actually make a difference in your name, not having to feel so exhausted all the time by everything that's going on. Father, be with them, lead them. I pray this in your mighty name and everybody said, amen, amen. Hey, come on, why don't we jump to our feet wherever we are and why don't we worship God together? Have your way. 
amazing message that was from uh, from Pastor Luke. Why don't you just take a moment and just thank him for that incredible word. What a word in season that was. I'm so excited as we continue this series, Help, I'm Tired. I think it's something we can all relate to in different ways. And uh, with me today right now, we're going to be heading into our debrief. And this is where we just take uh, a moment just to unpack the message and just make sure that we, 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 we don't just let it stay in our Sunday. We actually take it with us into our week. And joining me today, I have one of our executive pastors, Pastor Ben Yancey, and his lovely wife, Megan Yancey, with the baby, baby bump. <laughs> there might be some people who actually maybe haven't, haven't seen the baby bump. Yeah, but yeah. It, it is here. This year. Uh, but hey, what an incredible message. And um, I really, again, I think that this is something we can all relate to in different ways. Uh, so let's just dive straight into it. What were some of the things that stood out to you guys? Absolutely. This is, that Isaiah passage is one of my favorite passages in scripture. Just so encouraging to just, if you're weary, if you like, Put your hope in Jesus and you will rise up on wings like eagles. You will, you will run and not be weary. You will walk and not be faint. And it's just such a great reminder. And Pastor Luke laid it out so, um, so well, even like the tangible steps we can take to do that. And it just harkens back to our Holy Habits series, which I loved on how we actually have to get away into like a solitary place and get into scripture and pray and do all of these things. Because it's so true that Jesus needs to be at the center. If we try to put anything else there, and I think we're seeing that in the world today where everyone was forced to slow down, but when it wasn't Jesus at the center, we can so quickly still get tired, even though we're not going out to eat all the time. We're not going out and doing whatever we would have normally done. Mm -hmm. There's still that hole there. We have more time, but are we using it in the right way? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the things that stood out to you, Meg? Yeah, I think that one of the things that kind of really hit me is, on a practical, like on a, a personal side, um, I'm definitely feeling that right now. Uh, physically tired more than anything. I wonder why. <laughs> Baby doesn't know. Yeah, right. Um, but I do go through periods of of time where I am a bit more mentally tired, and and I think that one of the things that Pastor Luke said today was just like where where are you centering um, like your turning to turning points to? Is it you know, are you turning your things to, you know, Netflix or are you filling your schedule with other things that you think are going to bring you joy? Um, or are you turning and centering your yourself on, on Jesus? And just that whole, um, that whole piece on being actually spiritually tired and the fact that when we're tired, we pull away from that. And, and like that just totally hit home. And, and I think that, um, yeah, it was just a really great reminder and a and a check-in point for me to to reassess where where I'm I, I'm turning to. Yeah, and going through all of those different types of tiredness, like I, everyone exper- experiences those at some point, mm-hmm. and just to break it down in that kind of way was such a such an interesting way to do it. Physically tired, emotionally tired, spiritually yeah. tired, and again, everyone experiences physical tiredness. You run a marathon, you don't go to sleep and you're physically tired, but that spiritual tiredness is just that, that extra level that if you don't take care of your soul, you don't center that. Sneaks up on you yeah. when you least expect it. You can. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Sometimes we, we don't actually understand that it's actually, I'm spiritually tired. I'm yeah. trying to do all the right things, but I'm actually not hitting home. Yeah. But yeah. going practical, what are some of the things even going into this next week uh, that you guys are actually going to just take out of this message and just look and see how you can practically apply this, this message? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, the main thing that, uh, 
that you can do practically is read your Bible. Um, and another thing that, that I find really, really, uh, really works for me, just helping me center myself is choose those, those worship songs that are going to just really make you stop and, and remember who God is and, and help that pull out who you are um, and how God sees you. Um, one of them that I've turned to to recently, uh, just to center myself, is a one by Elevation Worship uh, here in His Presence, um, and that's just like been a really good grounding song for me. And so I think like continuing to turn to to, to worship, to prayer, um, reaching out to to friends that that are. You know, maybe going through things, but also reaching out to those people who are, are more mentors in your life uh, to, to bring you, to remind you and to bring you into it again. Yeah. Yeah. And talking to people is so big. Yeah. It's, we don't do life alone. Yes. And who are those people that you can talk to? Who are those mentors? Who, who is that connect group um, that you can actually talk to about, about this and like talk about your spiritual tiredness? Yeah. I know for me, one practical thing that I've been trying to do more and more. And recently we moved out into the country and we now have a much dr longer drive mm -hmm. to anywhere, really. So um, every morning going into the office, these types of things, I actually just throw on my devotional and do the Bible reading, but just turn on the audio Bible. Yeah. It's actually just a really great way to, to slow down and still be ingesting his word. Yeah. And now sometimes it can get tricky, like, wait, I was not focusing on that for the past three minutes, but just to even reset and have it going in the background is like, it's such a good thing to just have going on. And the worship thing too is just yeah. so big. I know I haven't done that a lot recently, but I know with Heart for the House, we had one of the big things was on our way to church last week, we were both like, we just need to put on worship music. We need to pray about this. We need to get centered on on God and what he wants us to give. And it was just such a great time of, again, centering on him. So love that worship music. Yep. Read the Bible, listen to the Bible. There's so many ways to do it. And you just find the time. You just got to make the time in your calendar and do some of those things. Schedule it in. Yeah, yeah. Don't, that's good. Don't just like find the, like schedule it in, be mm -hmm. intentional. Uh, make sure that it, it's one of those important things that you're doing in your day. Yeah, so so many good practical tips, guys. Thank you so much for sharing those ones. And this is a great little taste in, in what actually happens in our connect groups, just like you were mentioning, Pastor Ben, uh, where we actually get to come alongside one another. We get to encourage one another. We get to do life together and share some of these practical tips on how we can actually make sure that we are uh, are not growing tired and that, we're, that we actually get to encourage one another in the Lord, which is so good. So good. But hey, if you made a decision today to follow Jesus, we are so excited for you. And we uh, we really were celebrating with you. Uh, so uh, if you made that decision, we would love to connect with you. We would love to answer any questions that you might have. And we would love for you to fill out one of our connect cards. So you can do that at slatechurch.com slash connect. And we would love to get in touch with you. And we also have something happening right after our services, which is called Next Steps. And this is a great way for you to, again, just connect with us, meet some of our leadership team, hear a little bit about who we are as a church, hear about our mission, our vision, our values, where we are heading as a church. And we would love for you to join us for that. But hey, this is not the last part. We have one more exciting announcement to make. So make sure you stick around because you are going to want to hear about our Heart for the House giving.
Well, hey, church, what a great service we have had so far, but we are not done yet. We cannot wait to share with you a very exciting announcement. Listen, last week was our Heart for the House Sunday, and that is a week where we basically say, okay, we're going to go above and beyond in our giving, in our generosity. We're going to give sacrificially to what God is doing here at Slate Church and see what God can do with that, with our sacrificial generosity. And you know, we love Heart for the House Sunday, but we also love the week after Heart for the House Sunday because we get to share with you what you gave, what we gave towards what God is doing here at Slate Church. So this is a big day. This is an exciting day, and I can't wait for you to see this number. So listen, why don't you take a look at the screen and check this out? Come on. Come on. Here we go. Come on. Here we go. Come on. It's okay, it's okay. Come on. That is incredible. Come How on. excited are you guys? Amazing. Come on. Come on. And these balloons? Awesome. Like, that's amazing. Let's go. Love it. Wow. Church. Uh... <laughs> Heart for the House is one of these things that we can't believe year after year as pastors. More money's coming in or what's, what's happening over here? This is amazing. <laughs> but uh, listen, that is an incredible, incredible amount that was given to Heart for the House this year. Honestly, as lead pastors... We didn't know what to expect. It was a pandemic that was happening, and we delayed this from the spring. And truthfully, that's when we give. Most people save up for that time in the year. And so uh, if we're just going to be completely honest as pastors, we budgeted for a little bit less than this, and we're completely blown away yeah, yeah. by your generosity. Yeah. And listen, we're a part of that. We gave to Heart for the House alongside you, and uh, we just want to thank God for what he's doing in our church and what this is going to go towards. Yeah. These were, this was going to things not yet seen. And as we said, there is a lot to be done through Slate Church that we haven't seen yet. And we're really excited and, and really just thrilled about what God is going to enable through this Heart for the House. We want to thank you, giving to Heart for the House so generously. We had, um, we had so many different unique givers this year. And it's just, a, it's just a, a testament to the strength of our church yeah. and that there's so many people that are saying, hey, I want to see God continue to move through Slate Church. So guys, this is surprising for us, uh, probably to you guys, but definitely not to God. And we are just so incredibly um, moved yeah. and ready for what God is going to do in the future. So church, we love you. We're thankful for you. What an incredible way to end a Sunday today. We're, uh, we're going to uh, just um, uh, pray and thank God, yeah. and then we're going to move, uh, uh, move into the post-roll, whatever. Whatever happens next, <laughs> all right? It's like some sort of countdown, or you can tune in next week. Let's pray. God, we're so thankful as a church that we can come to a number like this mm. in the midst of a pandemic when everybody's saying, hey, church like this doesn't work right now. It does work right now. We're seeing people come 
uh, to relationship in, with you. Yes. We're seeing people make decisions for you. We're seeing, um, we're seeing people join connect groups. We're seeing City Impact expand. Mm-hmm. As even just this week, we start to get ready to serve at the homeless shelters here in Waterloo. God, you're doing so many incredible things for our church, and we are thankful for every single person that has given to Heart for the House this year. But God, we also want to just take a moment to pause and thank you for what you are. I mean, this is almost like a vote of confidence from you, that you trust us in what we're doing and what we're, where we're headed. So we're so thankful for, to you, God, for what you have been providing in our church. Pray this all in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. We'll see you next week, church. Hey, Kenzie, how's it going? Good, 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 good. Hi, Slay Kids. Slay Kids is now. Slay Kids is now.